<laughs> How are you doing today? Let me check. Amazing. I'm not in a good mood today. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know I'm a Polish-American, right? I do. Proud Polish-American. I know you're married to a lovely Polish-American, right? You know, I never heard it referred to quite in those terms, Polish-American, but okay, yeah. Well, I'm an American, but, you know, Polish ancestry. So, of all the things that knock down, I read this story the other day. Turns out that you ever hear of a guy named Pulaski? There's a Pulaski Highway in Virginia. There's a Pulaski, Ohio. He was a revolutionary war hero. His name was Casimir Pulaski. Casimir Pulaski. Yes. A Pole that... We should know. He was dubbed the father of the American cavalry. For some reason, and in the article didn't say why, Georgia Southern University decided to get his bones and look at him because there had been some talk that he might not have been a man. <laughs> what? Yes. They found out he had a strange pelvic cavity. It was more of an oval shape. And they don't know quite for sure if he was a full-grown woman, but he couldn't have been an intersexual person, meaning someone who can't be easily defined as a female or male. So they're taking a shot at my man, my Pulaski. Why do they take a shot at this guy? The one Polish-American revolutionary hero, and now they're digging his bones up and telling me he might not have been a man. Well, he still, or, you know, it was still... <laughs> Oh, look at you taking shots, Santa. I'm not, yeah. not taking shots. I mean, I can't say definitively if uh, any of this is true. If it is, then he might not be a she and she might not be a, a he. Well, it kind of makes sense because they say he's the father of the American cavalry and women are better riders, right? Because they don't have all that uh, stuff down there, right? That's how I enjoy an occasional woman. Right. <laughs> on horseback. I guess the oh. question... <laughs> I, I guess the question is, what bathroom did he use? I guess they didn't have bathrooms back then, did they? There was no gender-specific outhouses. <laughs> See, a lot of history is missing from those history books, isn't it? It's like, why do we even want to know? Why does it even matter? Well, I don't know. It just why is this one? I don't think there's too many Polish American Revolutionary War heroes, so they're taking this guy's grave. No, nah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I'm sorry. That's all right, buddy. So, what, what, what's your nationality anyway? I never asked you. I am Scotch, Irish, English, African American. <laughs> yeah, so you got a lot of those guys that are not being dug up, and there are a lot of you know those nationalities that have been big heroes. I can name a ten on my hand right off the bat, but we're not going to go there, are we? I'm sure if you dug deep enough into your DNA and your family ancestral history. You could come up with some crazy, cray-cray stuff. No, I don't know about it. Both my grandparents all came from Poland, so both sides. So maybe a couple of little Russians snuck in there, but I don't know. You mean those rapists and murderers, <laughs> and I assume some good people. That's right. <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Tom and Mike. Here's another interesting little history tidbit. Did you know that Americans... Wait, is today National History Day? Well, this is, this is the only... This is the, we won't go... After this one, there won't be any more. But, you know, back 200 years ago, Americans drank at least a quarter whiskey a day. Did you know that? And why is that? Well, interesting. You asked that. Keeping stored water safe for consumption was a major challenge, right? Also, back in those days, here's how far we've come... Many thought water to be lowly and for commoners. It was, after all, the drink of pigs, cows, and horses. Water to be lonely? 
Many thought water to be lowly, like a lowly person would drink it. Okay. And for commoners, it was, after all, the drink of pigs. What is for commoners? Commoners, like a common person, a commoner. Come on, buddy. Work with me. You're not enunciating, my friend. I think you got to put your earplugs back out. Okay. Many thought water to be lowly and for commoners. It was, after all, the drink of pigs, cows, and horses. You know, and I think Ben Franklin said it best. He said this. Now, listen to this. How prophetic was this guy? In wine, there is always truth. In beer, there is strength. In water, there is bacteria. So you're going to drink whiskey instead? <laughs> That's what the, because they felt <laughs> How does that, it, that quench your thirst? Uh, he also said this. You know what else is sad? All I want is whiskey, twice my age, served by a woman, half my age. Have you ever gone to a bar and said that? No, but it's no wonder these people back in the day... Died of all this crazy stuff, dysentery and all that, right? Yeah, it's probably also why we never got slavery taken care of and other things, because they were drunk all the time. All the live long day. And how did the Industrial Revolution happen if, you know, in your canteen, you're sipping on whiskey? (laughs) You've told me this many times. The secret of enjoying a good wine is open the bottle, allow it to breathe. If it doesn't look like it's breathing, what do you do? You give it mouth to mouth, right? (laughs) That's right. Oh, you know, in those days, being drunk was a whole different thing. And and they thought you're not drunk until you have to grab onto the grass from falling off the earth. Isn't that something? Because the earth was flat. Yes. (laughs) Can you imagine having to live in a time where you thought the water was too unsafe to drink, so you just drank a quart of whiskey a day? Yeah, that can't be too good for the liver, I, I, I can't imagine, right? No, you're right. That's why they only lived to about like 40 or you know, young 50s, although some of those founding fathers got into the 70s and 80s, because after all, they were special, weren't they? Yeah, they had health care. <laughs> I don't think so. What do they call it back in the day? Franklin care? <laughs> Franklin care. There you go. Tom and Mike. Now this, my friend, is the feel-good story of the day. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready to feel my good. <laughs> A rhino poacher was killed by an elephant in South Africa and then eaten by lions. This is the feel-good story of the day. <laughs> My tear ducts are perfectly dry. Karma's a bitch, isn't it? A biatch. Oh, yes, she is. He was in Kruger National Park when this happened, and all that left of the guy was his skull and a pair of pants. Now the park has been renamed for <laughs> the dumbass who decided to poach here. Park. <laughs> All I know is I like to have that pair of pants that can survive being trampled by an elephant and savaged by lions. Can you imagine that pair of pants? That's a big pair of pants. Uh, now, the reason these guys poach these rhinos is because of these horns that rhinos have. There's 7 billion America, uh, humans in the world, and there's just a few thousand of these creatures to make a better aphrodisiac. Doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> aphrodisiac. That's what it is. It's an aphrodisiac, these these horns. So right now. Really? Yes. You didn't I know that? I thought they made jewelry or something out of those things. Now, a biotech company in China has managed to 3D print fake rhino horns that carry the same of the same genetic fingerprints of the actual horn. And they're hoping that this could change the way people think about these things. And also, the government in South Africa is dehorning. Ooh, I hate that. Would you hate to be dehorned rhinos and to end poachers like that? It's like shaving your head to get rid of the dandruff, isn't it? So rhino horns are used for aphrodisiacs. Yeah. In what particular culture? (laughs) I don't think our culture, but there's a lot of cultures out there. Yeah. So you need animal horns to make you horny. Oh, hence the term horny. There you go. 
If we continue this conversation, we're just going to answer all the mysterious questions of the world. Like, where did that term come from, horny? You're probably right. Rhino horns. You're constructing history now. Yes. We're not going to talk history anymore. (laughs) You know, the black rhino spends a majority of its adult life alone and mates only once every two and three years. I just learned I had something in common with the black rhino. There you go. (laughs) See, you get a little bit of everything on this show, don't you, Thomas? A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. And here's another place you can go for a whole lot of everything. What's that? What's this world coming to.com. It's our daily podcast. It's so much fun. You know, the Tom Kent, Michael Lacing brand is what, Mike? Fun. That's right. And then when you think that you can't have any more fun, what do we do? We give you more what, Mike? Fun. Every day at whatsthisworldcomingto.com. Tom and Mike. I hate to bring this back up again, but man, we're going back to Florida. A 34-year-old Florida man got released from prison this week. He leaves the compound of the prison, walks 20 feet into the prison parking lot, and breaks into three cars. He's being observed the whole time on camera, and they pick him up. He has an iPhone, credit cards, and $547 in cash. 20 feet. He gets 20 feet outside the prison. You know, like they say, when you do what you love, you won't work a day in your life. Can you imagine you get out, you a little taste of freedom, you take 20 steps, you see a bunch of cars, and you start going through them? You know, Thomas, <laughs> you know that evolutionary chart you see all through growing up? Mm-hmm. Right? I got to believe that Florida man must be somewhere between ape one and ape three. Just any Florida man. There's a term for it now because so many stories come from Florida that they call it Florida man. So something happens, they say Florida man. Oh, there is? Yes, there is. So that's a thing. That's a thing. Wow. It's just not me picking on Florida. Everybody picks on Florida. Well, maybe we shouldn't because Florida needs a little love right now. Never learns. <laughs> Especially when he hangs out at Mar-a-Lago. You know, let's face it. For some folks, prison is a retirement plan. Besides, you get fish sticks every night. You get three squares a meal. You get good health care. So there's something for that, isn't there? Yeah, maybe the guy just wanted to get back in quick. <laughs> or maybe as he's leaving prison, he thought to himself, hey, I can use the element of surprise. They'll never think I'm breaking into cars in the parking lot of the prison, right? That's right. Just do that which is criminal right in the open, and nobody's going to suspect anything, right? Yeah, some habits are tough to break, aren't they? They are. (laughs) Can you imagine being in jail for even just a day? I cannot. How about you? Have you spent any time in the the pen? Never. Never been arrested in my life. I was once incarcerated. You were? Yeah. For what? For working at this particular radio station, it was like prison. It was awful. But I wasn't actually put in jail. I just felt like an incarceration. Because oh, of this. oh, okay. I kind of feel like today, even today, just our current political system that we don't enjoy as much freedom as we had maybe, you know, five years ago. That's just the way I'm feeling. I think there's a sense of incarceration that is kind of in the mind. And that's where we're living right now. You're getting deep now. I'm getting deep, in my most humble opinion. So anyway, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think everybody out there can relate. Well, 60% of us can anyway. Yeah, that's right. Right? Now, the closest I ever got to getting arrested is one time I was driving down the main drag in our town, and we got pulled over by the cops and thrown in the police station. They wouldn't tell us why they were... They, so you were actually in jail? We were in a holding, like one of those rooms where the glass where they ask you questions. Oh, no. And what had happened was some girl... At the Villanova University had been attacked and 
there was three guys in the car that did it to her. And you were a momentary suspect. Yeah. So we didn't know it at the time as the police were talking to us in this room with a glass partition that they could see, but we couldn't see out. This girl said, no, that's not the guys. And they let us go. So when you personally were getting interviewed. Yeah. Were you crossing your legs in a seductive way? <laughs> no, I was saying, what the hell are we doing in here? Come on, tell us. We got our rights. Were you wearing a dress? No, was it a white dress? Was that back in your smoking days? <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't forget everything. You're like an elephant, aren't you? I am like an elephant. Oh. Tom and Mike. There was another wedding we're going to have to talk about. A Chinese bride was left in shock. She's up on the altar with her soon-to-be husband. They're just about to kiss. And all of a sudden, stage right, a woman <laughs> wearing a full wedding gown runs in, falls to her knee, grabs the guy by his leg and starts screaming, it was all my fault, and begged for his forgiveness. It was his ex-girlfriend. That's so weird. It is pretty weird. In an attempt to salvage the wedding, the master of ceremonies quoted a famous Chinese proverb, if you ask life what love is, it is to devote your life to someone else. Now, I don't know what the hell that helped, but the guy should have diffused the situation by turning to the crowd and used a little humor. He could have said, didn't you get my email? Didn't you get my email? <laughs> oh, man. You know, if you crash a wedding, you got to be funny. This woman was out of control. Can you imagine something like that? No. That's just the kind of wedding I want to go to. I do want to be at some crazy wedding at some point in time where something totally freaky happens. Because that's the wedding you're always going to remember, right? Yep. I never had an embarrassment at going to weddings and stuff, but I remember one time I was best man at one of my buddies' wedding. And I didn't really like this girl he was marrying. I didn't ever tell her that or anything, of course. I made it clear to him that I thought this was wrong and it wasn't going to work. And it only lasted a year, so I was right. But anyway, at the rehearsal dinner, we're all up on the dais having dinner. The rest of the crowd's down below. And the bride gets up or the fiance at that time, gets up and she starts telling everybody one by one to thank him, all the bridesmaids and all the groomsmen and then me. And then she gets to me and she goes, and Michael, she pauses and says, I know you don't like me. Oh, man, I was embarrassed. My head went down on my plate. And I mean, that's not something you bring up, right? And you were the best man? Yeah. And she goes, and Michael, everybody else, she was laudatory, you know, being nice things about him. Then she got to me and said, Michael, I know you don't like me. You must have been talking some trash about her behind her back. Well, she was a terrible person. <laughs> well, it must have got back to her. The marriage lasted one year. I was right. And then you went back to your friend and you said, see, what did I tell you? Oh, brother. You should have listened to me. He was one of my closest friends and we don't even talk anymore because of the political climate. But we don't have to go there. Tom and Mike. It's nothing more embarrassed than being a man and being in a public spot and realizing your fly's open, right? Yeah, that I don't think that's happened to me in a really long time. Gosh, I hope not. And I would hope somebody would tell me, right? Right. But there are ways to tell, and there's ways to tell. And here's four polite ways to tell another man that his fly's down. Because <laughs> we know how embarrassing it is to be caught with your own fly down. So you want to be nice, but you don't want to be awkward. First, you make eye contact. You don't want to look down at their crotch and say your fly's down. Because who wants to be caught looking at a guy's crotch, Right. Right. Do it quietly. That makes sense. Okay. Don't be rude about it. I don't know why you'd be rude about it. Or don't tell them at all. Yeah, I think it's your duty as a man because, you know, do unto others, right? Right. But, uh, you know, there are certain ways to say it that can be a little bit funny, too. You want to hear a couple of them? Sure. <laughs> 
How about this one? Men may be from Mars, but I can see something that rhymes with Venus. Uh-huh. You need to bring your tray table to the upright and locked position. And there's no airplanes involved? <laughs> no. <laughs> Looks like there's a security breach at Los Pantalunas. Los Pantalunas? <laughs> hey, I got one. What? You know, there's something about you that sort of looks like the Amazon logo. <laughs> and by the way, have you ever noticed the Amazon logo looks like a certain phallic symbol? Yes, it does. It it's, really does. Looks like Jeff Bezos' head. <laughs> yeah. How about this one? That's the funniest one you have so far. Your soldier ain't so unknown now. Okay. <laughs> and how about that bald-headed Avenger? Right. Pull your zipper down and say... So this is the current fashion? Oh. Elvis Jr. has left the building. And what happened to Elvis Sr.? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you know what's the difference between a woman's zipper and a man's zipper? What? When a woman zips her pants, her brain doesn't fall out. Oh. Come on. Take a shot at us. You really think we think down? With With our zippers? Yes, I think that's what you think. Did you ever have button fly pants? No. Neither did I. Can you imagine having to go to the bathroom real bad and you got to undo those buttons? No, I didn't even know that was a thing. It is, or it's still, I, I never had it, but I remember a couple, I mean, just recently I went to buy a pair of pants and I liked them. And then at the last minute I looked at the you know, the area and they were buttons and I said, whoa, hold on. Yeah, no, that's not right. But have you ever had your zipper get stuck? <laughs> yes. Oh, that is really, yeah. And what do you do? You scream. You're in the bathroom. You just did your thing. Right. And you're, you know, trying to zip up and you can't zip up. That's rough. I thought you meant, have you ever caught your zipper? Oh, no, 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 no. You've never had that happen? No, you have? Yes. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my gosh. It's painful. I can imagine. Yes, it is, my friend. All right. Wow. Let's let's end on that happy note. On that happy note, don't forget our daily podcast right there, What's This World Coming To? Tom and Mike.